and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, and all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this 17th episode is for the week of August 20th, 2018. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to have the creator of Reiki Room San Diego, uh, Reiki master, teacher, and clairvoyant reader, Melanie Esperon, join me on the podcast in a discussion on water vision into the mind of a clairvoyant. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me today, and if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for only $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady is waxing her way forward towards this weekend's full moon in Pisces. She starts out the week in enthusiastic Sagittarius and then moves into the earthy industriousness of Capricorn later in the day. She will remain in the sign of the sea goat until moving into the detached air vibe of Aquarius on Thursday. Luna will hang out in this friendly sign until she moves into the sensitive waters of Pisces on Sunday, and where she will take her full moon position early in the morning here in North America. And so just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe, add about eight hours, and if you are in Australia or the East, add about 17 hours, basically the following day. And so keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, also known as the connections that planets make, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. And so this week seems to be very promising as the sun officially moves into Virgo and begins a week-long grand Earth trine with Saturn and Uranus. There is an illuminating quality to this week that can be grounded into uh, into the practical, you know, reality of life, which can finally get things moving in this earthly realm, especially with all those retrogrades that we've been uh, going through. So it's nice to kind of get some earth energy back in there. Um, We also have a watery full moon in Pisces on the same day that Venus forms a challenging aspect to the dark material that Pluto reigns, helping us to release whatever needs surrendering to rebirth better conditions for the future. So let's not waste any time and dive right in. On Monday, we start out the week with the moon in Sagittarius, uh, and she will move into Capricorn later in the day. Uh, And on the way, she will be making a trine to the sun. And so the bottom line for Monday is, is that we spend much of the day still in the fiery enthusiasm of Sagittarius and may feel a little restless in our seats. Ultimately, it is a day of harmony as the moon trines the sun, making this an excellent time for seeing the bigger picture of our lives. Conscious learning will commence, and we will most likely know what our next big moves will look like. When the moon moves into Capricorn later in the day, sorting out the practicality of it all will then ensue. Now, on Tuesday, uh, the moon is officially in Capricorn and will make a trine to Uranus and a conjunction to Saturn uh, early on in the morning uh, here in North America. And so the bottom line for Tuesday is that, you know, today we have a week-long grand Earth trine that is beginning to get underway when the moon makes that contact with Saturn and Uranus. There may be some remaining tests to get through until the sun moves into Virgo tomorrow, as our solar light sits on the tested final degrees of Leo. So there may be hiccups in our confidence levels that will need to be worked through. So stay practical and focused on the steps that lie ahead. We are beginning to lay down a heart-based framework, so be patient with yourself and the process. 
Now, on Wednesday, the moon is still in Capricorn and will square Venus, sextile Neptune and Jupiter, and then conjunct Pluto. And all that Venus and Neptune and Jupiter action will be happening very early in the morning. So you might feel some of this um, on Tuesday. And so uh, of note, on Wednesday, the sun officially moves into Virgo. And so after a very dynamic Leo season, we are now grounding ourselves down into the earthy energy of Virgo. We can take that fiery, creative impetus that was swirling around in Leo land and begin to implement it in an organized and practical approach going forward. I have a feeling that this Virgo season will be particularly productive since we had so much time in retrograde motion during both Cancer and Leo season. Granted, we are going to have to wait until next week for Mars to go direct in Capricorn, but once it is, we will have a lot of Earth energy at our backs to manifest things into reality, beyond the inspirational, analytical, and emotional, um, and into that real life on planet Earth. So get ready to work and finally make progress as the sun makes its yearly stop to this detailed and discerning sign, helping us get all the pieces into our puzzle as long as we don't let perfectionism get in the way. A good rule of thumb during Virgo season is don't fix it until it's broke. By mid-September, we should be back in the flow. And so the bottom line for Wednesday is that production is now beginning as the sun moves into Virgo and the Capricorn moon shows us where opportunity may lie for growth within our ambitions. The energy is just getting situated, though, so have patience and ground yourself in the reality of here and now while holding space for what it is that is to come. There's likely to be some emotional intensity that arises in our relations as we get a glimpse into the upcoming Venus-Pluto square that will be happening this weekend during our full moon. So if challenges come up at this time, it will most likely come to a head by Sunday. Now, on Thursday, we have the moon still in Capricorn, but we'll move to Aquarius uh, in about mid-morning here on the Pacific coast. Um, And along the way, the moon will make a conjunction to Mars retrograde, uh, and then we'll square Uranus. And so we may wake up today a little cranky as the moon conjuncts a super slow Mars retrograde before she makes her way into the airy realm of Aquarius. And today is likely a day that will ruffle the feathers with that irritable and impatient Mars energy, while throwing maybe some unexpected challenges our way as Luna squares Uranus and Taurus. We may take things rather seriously at first, while we challenge ourselves to think it over and detach a bit throughout the rest of the day. Luckily, if we can get through the more undesirable moments, we may receive a much-needed push into a more inevitable, stable situation. Inevitably stable situation. Um, And keep in mind, this will be the last aspect made to Mars before the warrior stations to go direct on Monday, next Monday. So if you feel the need to vent or air out your feelings in some way, you know, talking it out through your closest friends might be your best bet now. On Friday, we have the moon in Aquarius, uh, and she will make an opposition to Mercury, a square to Jupiter, and then a trine to Venus. Uh, And so the bottom line for Friday is that nervous energy may permeate the day as we focus our thoughts on the future, uh, with that moon in Aquarius making an opposition to Mercury and Leo. And there may be a lot of talk happening today, and Mercury is still pretty slow coming off of his retrograde motion, so take your time with what it is that you hear today. There may be some emotional doubts that arise, but if you detach a bit to see the bigger picture, you should be fine. The trine to Venus in Libra later in the evening will provide an easy-going social experience. So, you know, find your besties, go out, and have a good time. It is Friday night after all. And so on Saturday, uh, we still have the moon in Aquarius, uh, yet she'll move into Pisces quite late in the day. So unless you're on the Pacific coast, you probably will experience the Pisces energy on Sunday. Um, But we have some significant things happening on Saturday. We have the sun uh, who's making a trine to Uranus retrograde and also a trine to Saturn retrograde. And so we have our grand earth trine in full effect. And granted, we are probably feeling this uh, the second that um, the sun moved into Virgo earlier in the week. So, But this is when it is exactly perfecting. Um, and so what does it all mean? Well, uh, sun, the sun trine Uranus. So we have the sun, you know, representing that life force, 
that conscious awareness of the self, you know, our vitality, uh, a turning of a page of sorts, um, and a trine aspect, which is sudden and flowing and uh, it creates rapid development and obstacles are removed. Um, and then we have Uranus, uh, which is the planet of fast and unexpected change, a turnaround of some sorts or an awakening, um, you know, something that comes out of the blue. But keep in mind, this planet is retrograde, so, you know, it could be possible that a lot of this is felt on, on the internal level. Um, and so I love how we are blessed to have the planets line up to, to uh, you know, meet in a flowing energetic arrangement that is centered around practical advancement on the earthly plane. And with the sun making a trine to Uranus, this is a day where solutions to previous problems may just flow in, showing us the next simple steps to take in order to get all of our ducks in a row, uh, purify our bodily vessels, and find innovative ways forward towards success in greater manifestation uh, capabilities. Now, with Uranus retrograde, most of these aha moments will be affecting and raising our consciousness through internal experience. So keep uh, the mind open today as a discovery that you were hoping to find may certainly come in. Practical knowledge about what you need for a more purified and refreshed state of health will likely come in. And because Uranus is involved, we are likely to be a bit restless and ready for action. Now, the sun will also be making a trine to Saturn retrograde, you know, helping us uh, have that grand Earth trine uh, coming in from Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus. Um, And so, once again, we're talking about that life force, that vitality, and that conscious awareness, and that sudden development there with the trine. Uh, And then more Saturnian type of things, like structure, responsibility, um, the long-term, organization, you know, consolidation, And so not only do we have the raising of consciousness that comes with the Sun-Uranus trine, we also get Saturn in the sign of his domicile, which is Capricorn, helping us to get organized for success on the material plane. Hard work may not seem so hard right now as we effortlessly do what needs to be done. And if we are only in the blueprint phase, this is an excellent time to draw up those plans and structure a solid foundation for future success. Discipline is at an all-time high, and our energies can be challenged into whatever is productive and useful for the long term. And since Uranus is trining in, we can now break our habitual approach to our workflow and operate from a new and improved stance. And as Saturn is also retrograde, much of this self-control will be fostered on an internal level, helping us to change the systems we work within to be more energy-efficient. And so today and the days leading up to it are bound to be quite productive. Now, on Sunday, we have a full moon in Pisces, um, and the moon will make a sextile to Uranus and Saturn uh, before she makes that opposition to the sun. But all this is going to happen very early in the morning, so we're going to be feeling that full moon effect uh, start to culminate on um, Saturday, most certainly. And so we have a couple things going on that day. Of course, we have that full moon, which I'll talk about here in a second. But we also have Venus making a square to Pluto retrograde. Um, So let's talk about that first. Now, Venus is uh, that, you know, relating capacity, the uh, relationships and how we find balance and harmony in life and, you know, maybe what we're kind of seduced into because Venus likes to kind of draw energy in, kind of like a Venus flytrap if I think about it. Um, and so we have a square happening, which creates friction and challenge, uh, and spurs things into action. And it's nobody's fault per se, but you know, things get moving, um, which can cause some irritation. And so with Pluto, we have, you know, that transformative quality. We have that deep instinctual emotional uh, quality that could come up um, and situations that, you know, cause great change. um, And we have to just kind of get through uh, that kind of underworld experience. Um, And so, you know, universe always lining us up with such seemingly perfect transits, especially during our significant moon phases. Um, And all full moons usually have a partnership element to it as the sun and the moon meet in opposition. So we are essentially looking at the light of the sun through the moon, much like we become conscious of our own light through the reflection of another. So throw in Venus square Pluto into the mix at the time of a full moon, and that will certainly amplify the relating aspect a bit. 
Um, and Venus meeting Pluto can create powerful experiences through our love and social lives, bringing forth a challenging predicament that may have to be worked through in order to transcend transcend any emotional intensity and move forward, uh, having renovated whatever foundation needed a little work. So if you experience some sort of breakdown within your relational harmony, know that the universe is trying to balance things out, particularly on a practical level. We may try to control a situation with what we think is fair based on our own viewpoints, or we may be you know, indecisive about something that is keeping us from making the transformation that is now becoming necessarily apparent. And so either way, give yourself and others some love and compassion, uh, you know, especially with that Pisces full moon, and take responsibility when necessary, or absolve yourself of it if it is not your burden to carry. Uh, And this friction will help turn the page to a better situation when it's all said and done. Now, about that full moon in Pisces, it'll happen at three degrees and 12 minutes of Pisces, so pretty early in the sign. Um, And I think that this full moon has us looking at our day-to-day reality and if that is lined up with our spiritual intentions, Uh, you know, because the full moon is radiating from uh, Virgo, now that the sun is in Virgo. And Virgo is all about, you know, the practicalities of life and what reality looks like. Uh, And Pisces is more of that fantasy vibe and, you know, how are the two of those going to mix? And so the rulers of both the sun and the moon, Mercury and Jupiter respectively, are in a tense configuration with one another as Mercury is now direct uh, and headed to make its final square to the growth-oriented planetary giant. So there's likely to be a bit of a rub to this full moon, leading us to the need to communicate the boundaries necessary to move on into greater balance with our quote-unquote real life and the dreams we hold. So let your dreams apex and see what it is needed to be done in turn, you know, to turn reality in the direction that helps move those goals along in a practical way. Uh, and so dreams come in all shapes and sizes, from the grandiose visions we hold for ourselves to those more Virgoan uh, little things in life that make our days seem more heavenly. Um, and so to find out more about this full moon, I always write a more in-depth article on my astro blog at energeticprinciples.com. Um, and so I'm going to be talking about more of the full moon and the aspects um, along with the Sabian symbol for this degree. Um, so please feel free to check that out as that will be posted uh, probably earlier on in the week um, next week, or, well, you'll be listening to this then. Um, And I do my monthly moon horoscopes on Patreon. So if you are interested uh, in signing up for those for a small uh, monthly fee, um, you can go to my Patreon page to find out more, which is patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Um, And so the bottom line for Sunday, so that was a lot, you know, (laughs) Uh, by the time we wake up in North America, the full moon will have exacted. So pay attention to any dreams you may have had in the night as they can be very telling in regards to your waking life. And with Venus challenging Pluto and a full moon in Pisces, if something needs to be released in order to transform yourself into greater balance, this will be the time to let it go. It's no one's fault, really, just time to surrender and accept what is. There may be feelings of vulnerability that arise, so be easy on yourself and find the spiritual value in whatever the experience looks like for you. All right, so let's wrap it all up. Um, You know, it seems to me there's a lot of potential this week to see some action on the material plane and to surrender to spirit what is no longer needed in order to move into a more productive and successful future. Um, So stay grounded and go with the earth flow, and you'll see considerable progress once Mars stations next Monday and life begins to get moving again. All right, so let's look at the cards and see what they have to say, because, you know, I think they add a nice... um, a nice addition and a really optimistic one, I think, uh, to all that I just spoke of. And so this week I drew the sun as the focus and the nine of cups as the grounding. And with the sun as the focus, I consider this week to be one of great illumination, which feels so perfect with that grand earth trine to Saturn and especially Uranus, as we gain more confidence, courage, and insight to tackle the steps that lie before us. 
there's a positive vibe swirling around that we can tap into to help bring in greater joy and happiness. We may feel enlightened as if a missing piece to our spiritual puzzle comes down from the heavens to shine its light upon us. So be open this week as that golden nugget of awareness can give you the clarity necessary to get to the heart of a matter. Now, with the Nine of Cups as the grounding, the matter may center around what it is we truly want in life. This card is commonly known as the Wish Fulfillment card, which everyone loves to have their wish granted, right? Um, Yet it's also about emotional and heart-based contentment. So I have a feeling that this week we are going to be tapping into what truly brings us pleasure in life, and that illuminating sun energy is going to help us come to that conclusion. And if you don't know what it is you want or what would bring you great satisfaction, keep your heart open this week to let the message of the sun's rays in. This card is also a reminder to count your blessings and be grateful for all that you do have. As every good Virgo knows, it's the simple things in life that matter most. So last but not least, uh, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the deer. This adorable hoofed creature is encouraging our trust in our instincts to guide us along the path ahead. I find this perfect since we are now entering a more earthy time of year with the Sun, Mars, Saturn, Uranus, and Pluto all now in Earth signs. And Earth is more sensual and works from the instincts of the senses, much like animals do. So rather than overthinking everything, you know, get into the gut and open yourself up to more instinctual awareness. Tapping into this guidance will help you make the choices ahead from what the body senses rather than a purely intellectual standpoint. So see, taste, smell, touch, and allow those tools to lead you in the direction that is best suited for you. Now, if you would like to go deeper with how the energy of the week will interact with you personally, I encourage you to check out my tarot subscription on Patreon. Uh, You know, you don't need to be a tarot expert to join the tarot subscription uh, because it is kind of a teaching tool and a learning tool. Uh, But even if you know something about tarot, that's okay too. You know, it just uh, helps get that, you know, activate that tarot muscle every week. And so each Sunday, I release a short video outlining the custom spread while encouraging you to share your cards and your questions. Uh, And I combine the astrology of the week with those purposeful card placements. Um, And so last week, we worked on limitless creative potential. And this week, we will be working on liberating for release. Uh, And so it is a whopping $6 a month to have four to five spreads at your, uh, you know, fingertips. Um, So, you know, if you would like to find out more or sign up, you can do so at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, now let's meet our guest. All right, I'm so happy to welcome this week's guest, Melanie Esperon. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Another fellow cancer, just in case you're wondering, uh, the water vibes are in the air. (laughs) Um, And so Melanie is a local here in San Diego, but I'm not going to tell you about her. She is going to tell you about her. So Mm -hmm. Melanie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for having me first and foremost. Yes. So glad. So grateful to have you. Um, I'm a local Reiki teacher, so I teach um, Reiki trainings around San Diego, and I'm a clairvoyant channel, which is I do a lot of individual sessions uh, for almost the past 10 years um, with many different people from all walks of life, and I channel their loved ones who've crossed over or just simply provide guidance from the other side for them. Yes. And I'm super interested. I got chills as you said that. <laughs> so I'm super interested to hear all about that and how that works and just clairvoyance in general. And that's why we have the topic of this week, which is water vision. Cause I think of it as water vision. So it's like that intuitive <laughs> faculty. Um, so into the mind of a clairvoyant and that would be Melanie. Um, and it seems so Perfect for this week. I mean, astrologically speaking, we have a full moon in Pisces, which Pisces is very watery and definitely touches upon that surface realm 
that we can't, well, that isn't at the surface rather. It's, it's tapping into a whole nother uh, faculty of awareness a lot of times. And there's just that knowing there. And I think clairvoyance would definitely fit in um, or any type of awareness that is not something that is necessarily tangible. So I thought what better week to kind of talk about all this. Um, So let's just start first with what is clairvoyance? Can you tell us what, you know, what is it? Absolutely. Um, well, the literal translation from French to English means clarity or clear seer. Um, so clairvoyance is really reading between the lines with your mind's eye, being able to see past, um, you know, a smile and see what's really behind all that, seeing behind the mask or even seeing colors or auras um, with your mind's eye or your physical eye, um, spirit connection. Nice. And so it's, it's not, it, it can be internal and it can be on the outside, right? Absolutely. Oh, yes. that's interesting. Yes. Um, and of course, well, now I want to know, do you see both or is it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little much. Um, oh. Physical signs. And I know a lot of people can relate to this um, when say someone passes and they always see a hummingbird and it reminds them of their grandma. That's the energy of their grandma sending something so they can physically see a reminder of their energy. Or if you have a dream, that's a form of clairvoyancy where um, spirit comes to you in your most meditative state. So there's different levels of clairvoyancy. And the cool thing is everyone can touch it if they want to. Mm, and we'll talk about that in a little bit because I was curious myself. And I guess I'm personally am a very avid dreamer. Like I have hundreds of pages of dreams throughout the years. Um, so I never really thought about it like that uh, because I wasn't in waking state, but I guess it is. I mean, you're still seeing through that. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. So how did you know that you had this gift? Like when did it kind of come and you're like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> totally. Actually, really. Um, when I was six years old, I saw my first ghost with my physical eyes in the hallway um, where I was living freaked me out like any kid would react and I'm crying and screaming and then as you know as I got older I started developing my gifts and understanding them um, through my grandma actually because she's very clairvoyant so she helped guide me a lot um, before I met a lot of my healing teachers along the way in my early 20s. Oh interesting I don't even know how I would react as a child to see that because I was kind of the opposite. Like I had this, uh, I, I was a little more obsessive compulsive when I was a, a kid. And I had this just fear of someone coming to kill me. And yeah. I know, I know it sounds like drastic and no child should have to feel this way, but I really like, I don't know if maybe that was kind of like a past life memory that was kind of haunting me. Uh, but I had a legit, legitimate fear um, of, like I couldn't sleep unless I was looking at uh, the window. Like I'd have to see that, you know? Um, So I can't even imagine. I'm glad that didn't happen to me because I would have probably lost my shit just to be honest. (laughs) Um, But wow, that is something a lot to take in as a child. So I'm sure, you know, but I guess it was always there. It was presented to you. I guess I just became conscious at six. And the, the coolest part about this gift is I, as around six to 10 years old, I realized that any dreams or visions that I would have, I would, whichever ones I decided to write down that were so clear to me, my family and I, and some doctors who I was analyzed at the time, I, um, we noticed patterns that any dream I would write would literally come true exactly a year to the date. Crazy. What? Yeah. So I was like, I have superpowers at 10, right? Um, if my mom got remarried, she got remarried a year later. If someone moved, they would move. If it was about a stranger, I would meet them a year later and deliver a message. Yeah. That is so wild. Like my whole body is tingling right now as you're talking about this. Yeah. Prophecy. Prophecy. That is wild. Oh, but so cool. Um, so, you know, now that you know that it, you, you kind of had this natural talent and of course you're going to be analyzed because as a kid, oh. well, let's look into this a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> my special child, my indigo child. Um, so, you know, okay. So that you have that natural talent. Now, how can one develop it? Like, what is it that you can do to kind of like, you know, amp up the gift a little bit or to connect with it, I guess? Um, I do actually, right now my career is taking me into more of a mentorship where I have people who want to develop their instincts and their, um, their six senses. And one of them is clairvoyant training. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily tell people I'm going to, 
I'm going to make you clairvoyant, but I help them, you know, I give them all the tools, at least from what I've learned um, to connect. And the number one thing out of all of it with many other tools is meditation. You know, when, when you close your eyes or when you go deeper within, what happens is you get to know yourself and then you start to feel, once you feel comfortable there, you start to get to feel the other presences around you. And then when you can connect slowly and feel safe, that's when I always tell people that's when you can get the universe on uh, speed dial. That's when you can connect fast. And that's when they start to show you things or make you feel things or know things. And then you start to see like this alignment. Um, so you can easily develop it. It just has to be very consistent. Kind of like just going to the gym and being consistent with your workouts. You have to consistently work this muscle of sight or knowing um, with the other side. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's almost like you have to um, work it by being open, right? That's, it's almost like you don't do something. It's rather the other way around. Like you. Yeah. It's just shut off. Just shut off. Absolutely. So yeah, meditation would be the key to getting closer to yourself, which you really think about it. Yourself is source. You're connected to source or the, the light or the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the more and more you go deeper within, the more and more you connect fast. Yes. So you do. So basically you have to give yourself the opportunity. Like it's not Absolutely. necessarily going to just happen unless maybe you're like Melanie where, you know, you just kind of have a stronger gift of it all. You know, some people are like that. Like yeah, I'm sure you had it come to you when you weren't trying in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a story of shutting it down for 15 years and not wanting it because it can be, if you're not guided in the right way, it could really scare you or it could, um, make you feel weird or, you know, cause in society yeah. you have rules of how to be normal. And, uh, definitely wasn't, I didn't accept the gift for a long time. Yeah. I, I, I bet I, I can see, well, cause you know, essentially, well, especially cancers, you know, we want to belong to some extent and we want to fit yeah. in. And so if you're a little different, you know, where does that leave you per se? Like, you yeah. know, you be ousted a little when you're like, Oh, she's, she's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're all different in our own way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that just happens to be one of your ways of difference. Um, <laughs> which is, I think is very, very cool. Thank you. Um, and it reminds me of this guy that I knew a while back. His name was Brian, who uh, he told me a story uh, years ago where he was in this boat or he was working on the boat with his friend and they were at the marina and they were going there every day to kind of fix this thing up. And then one day he was supposed to meet his friend there and uh, he, he drove to the place, parked, and then a vision flashed in front of his eyes and he all he got was like he saw like flames and then it was just, like go back like that and so he, he didn't get out of the car and like <laughs> he just was like he's a cancer too which is funny uh he just um backed up and went home and his friend was waiting on him and so he just calls to tell him when he gets home you know what's going on and his friend was like oh my god you're just you're so lucky you didn't come in there was uh the boat next to them either the boat next to them or their boat had a fuel mm-hmm. line issue and there was an explosion wow and it like tore off half the boat. And no, it was his boat because he said that that was the area he was working on, on the boat. And so, yeah, had he not had that vision, he would have not, he would have been in that place at the time of the explosion. Wow. He was definitely guided, huh? He was. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah, know, this to amaze me. Right. It's, wow. it can happen. Those things can happen. So, you, you know, <laughs> so do you have any do you have any experiences in particular that stand out to you other you know I'm sure that you've had many by this time but yeah um like precautionary ones yeah this one can bring you into a sad level and before I even tell the story I don't want people to feel bad for me it's just it was one of my catalysts to actually doing this work professionally mm-hmm. um but in my mid-20s I the only vision for me right because as a clairvoyant or someone who's intuitive, they usually can read everyone but themselves, right? Because if I knew or if every clairvoyant knew things about themselves, it wouldn't be fair or we wouldn't, it wouldn't be a real gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So my intention, intention with uh, telling you this story is for people to just understand this gift. But um, in my mid-20s, I had a vision of this beautiful man, um, blonde hair, blue eyes. And he told me in this vision, um, you will marry me. And I was like, who are you talking to me? (laughs) Excuse me. And um, he told me, I go, what is your name? And he goes, fire. And I go, huh. And um, when this happened, I just kind of put it in the back burner, wrote it in my journal. And a year to the date, in comes a man, blonde hair, blue eyes. 
and uh, he was a firefighter. Oh. And we ended up getting married and falling in love. Crazy. Oh but to top it off, what happened was we were in union and we're happy. And there was one day I had a, um, a vision of him passing away very tragically. And in that moment when I received that message, you know, you think as a human, um, you know, it's a fear-based vision or, you know, whatever it was, false. Um, but deep down, I knew because of this, these gifts that I've had since I was a child that I had a year left. And that really was the case. So um, precautionaries from spirit, they gave me visions of him passing away and he did. And, but, you know, it's a beautiful thing because now I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing 10 years later and I love it. So, so yeah, this gift is real. And a uh, spirit will, will show you things that you need to see to prepare yourself. Um, or for me to see, to, to, to tell my clients and, um, it can alter, um, where they're at in their journey. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. very powerful information. And especially yeah. coming on a personal level, you know, yeah. because you're not consoling someone else at that point. You are right. in, living it, right? You're living it. Exactly. Yeah. And so I can't even imagine how you felt in the, in, in that time leading up to it more than anything. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you said, like it, it was a, it, as an experience that necessitated what you had to go through in order to bring you to where you are just helping so many people now and sharing that gift with the world. And so it's like he was an angel and, yeah, way, that's it. That's you it. know, yeah. just came to life just to like help you, you know, in this. I mean, I wouldn't think about it in that way 10 years ago, but absolutely. Yes. yes I'm yeah. sure. Well, you know, I always like to look at the charts of, you know, who I have on and stuff and you, and you, well, you have, Le- you know, that moon in Libra and it's conjunct mm-hmm. Pluto. And so Libra is, you know, the sign that is usually associated with partnerships or finding that other or making wow. that connection. Um, and Pluto, it, you know, it's the Lord of the underworld. It drags you under. You have to go through an experience that mm-hmm. the only way you can, you know, get through, the only way you can go through it is literally through. It's like Alice's rabbit hole in, yep. in a sense. And so a lot of times, uh, most often it's associated with death because it takes us like Persephone's journey when she had to go to the underworld, you know, half of the year, you know, that's why we have winter. Um, and essentially... So when I saw your chart and I knew that you kind of had that background and, and an experience like that, it made a lot of sense to me. Mm. It doesn't make it easy, but it made a lot of sense for what you had to go through. Um, and especially since you have a first quarter moon position, you know, you're always pushing. So you weren't going to let that get you down. If anything, it motivated you yes. to move forward. Oh, it's so crazy how you can read that in astrology. It, it, it fascinates me what you do. It really yeah. Well, likewise. <laughs> So that's why it's so awesome to come together and have these conversations and just talk about, you know, so many gifts that life has to offer in in many ways to help us understand ourselves and, you know, take out the, the chaos that life can seem sometimes, you know, I mean, how many people come to you, Melanie, and you know, you just channel something for them that is just like that peace, just something that just helps Mm. give them peace. Life-changing, right? Um, so many. And it's, I really, every day, seriously, I just told my client right before we got on today how grateful I am. Because it's, I get to be like front row seat in front of people's transformations. And it's trips that, it trips me out that I got picked for it or I chose it or whatever it is. Um, it's really cool to see. It's humbling. <laughs> oh, well, I love that you say that because you are a Virgo rising, which Virgo Ooh. is all about humility. You know, yeah. they, they're, they're willing to serve that. Cause that's when you're of service to people in mm-hmm. general, um, there is that humility that has to come in, in order to, you know, serve people with the, with the best of intentions and, especially mm-hmm. you know, healing work. Um, and I can see that in your chart too. I won't go and just read. So cool. here, but, um, well, cause I was just thinking, you know, at the top of your chart, you know, you're a, a Reiki practitioner, um, mm-hmm. and your midheaven, which is our kind of career point, what people know us for and how we, you know, right. are seen in the public, um, is in a, in Gemini, we're talking about mm-hmm. hands. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> um, it conjunct your North node, which is the, the direction that the spirit or the soul wants to go in this life gotcha. and conjunct Chiron, which is the wounded healer. Wow. Which, that is so spot on. Well, and you said earlier when you're like, 
you know, I have this gift where I can, you know, help and heal other people, but that doesn't mean that I have that facility to myself. Yes. And that's the very essence of Chiron basically is that, uh, you can't fully heal your own wound, but it's almost like you learn to manage it. And then through that, uh, experience you're, you can share that and teach those things to others. Um, and so like, as I was watching the chart and we go, we're stepping into Virgo action this week. So this, as when this episode airs, the sun will be moving into Virgo, um, which is so perfect that you're a Virgo rising and we're talking about kind of, you know, uh, yes, uh, healing and, and just, well, we're, we'll get into some tips here in a second because I want to pick your brain for like the Reiki side of your brain. But I definitely wanted to get more into the clairvoyance first because I'm personally fascinated. Um, and so let's see here. So, ac- okay. Well, we talked about activating the gift. Like you have to be open to it yes. um, rather than it just being at the, Like how long is the process? Is it something that you got so good at? You can just be like... Oh, yeah, man. right. <laughs> um, you know, it's truly, and I tell everyone, it's up to spirit. I, I don't know how long I'll have this gift, if they, they'll take it away or if I have forever um, in this lifetime. Um, so it differs for everyone. But I, I've seen people have this since birth and not want to harness it. And it, nothing really comes through very clearly. And then I've had people say, I really want to help people with like the highest intention. I'm feeling called to do it. And they go into meditation, they do the retreats, they do the prayers, they do the exercises and, and it comes fast. So I don't really think it's time. I just think it's, um, it's really of wanting to be conscious of it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's all around us. And, you know, a lot of us healers talk about the veil has been lifted. Everyone is changing. Yeah. I mean, to me, I'm seeing it in San Diego. Everyone wants to go green and healthy and back to plant medicine because that's where we're from. And um, I think that's happening with people just realizing who they are, which is we're all born with to, with the gift of sight and to know and to feel and to hear. And if you just just pause or just take a moment to be still and to listen, whether it's through this channel or through this channel, they will. Spirit wants to speak to you, and they're always in yes mode anyway. So if you're asking for something, they'll give it to you. Um, so what I I've learned is the moment you step in, step in fully. And if, and if you're inching in, that's cool too. Um, just be ready to receive if, if that's the choice that you're making. Mm. And yeah. so I'm wondering if some of the people, as, as people start to uh, hone in on these gifts and like work through like the training is, is there some people that have like literal visions and then some yeah. people that have more symbolic visions. Absolutely. This is the one thing I train on and it's so cool. It's called, Make your spiritual dictionary, um, create it. Meaning some people go, no, I can't see literally like you, like your visions are like, someone's going to walk in, um, tomorrow and they're going to change your life. Boom. Yeah. Very literal. Um, but the thing that people don't understand is I since six years old, I've been creating this language with the other side, with the universe saying, Hey, if I have a vision about a bunny, that means rebirth. And if I have a vision about uh, a man who is pregnant, that really can't happen in the physical world. But that to me means a new man with new ideas coming into your life. So I've subconsciously and consciously created this language. And so when people keep seeing things very consistently, whether it's numbers 1111 on the clock or I don't know, a fire truck every day at noon keeps passing by. These mean, these are, this is spirit trying to get your attention. And so if they don't give you a clear cut, what this means, then you get to define it. You say, every time I see 1111, that means love, whatever it is. And then as you start developing um, your dictionary, when you get any person in front of you to give, deliver a message, spirit will talk in your reference. They'll, they'll give you um, something that you've seen before and you've acknowledged before. And then you could say, huh, I'm seeing this man who's pregnant in your mind. And there's a person in front of you who's talking about career change. You could say, is your business partner a man with so many ideas? And when that person in front of you goes, yeah, how do you know that? Because you have your own language. So define your spiritual dictionary whether you're 80 years old or five, uh, create it now because the universe is always wanting to speak to you. That's how we navigate anyway, through gut feelings and through a lot of things unsaid. Mm, I love that. Defining the spiritual dictionary because I think it's so funny because you like, you're saying you bring up numbers because obviously, you know, I'm sure we know how many people like they reach out and they're like, Mel, you know, because we're both Mel's here. (laughs) Such a fantastic name. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> and so they're like, Mel, what, you know, I keep seeing four, four, four. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, I can kind of get in there with some numerology, but I kind of really like what you're saying, because if you're seeing something so many times over, mm-hmm. then what does it mean to you? That's you know, it. What pops into your mind when you see four, 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 like, yeah, you're excited to see it again, but you yeah. know, what little inkling is coming in to help define that? Because it can be different for anybody that, you know, has that experience because, well, that really ties into being the observer and the creator in life, right? Yes. Because essentially <laughs> we are creating our experience. Um, so it is up to us to define that spiritual dictionary in a way. Oh, I love that, Melanie. That's, <laughs> that's very cool. Uh, I love symbolism just in general. So I'm, I'll have to get in there. I think I've, yeah. I think I've been right developing. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, so now we, so Okay, so we have our our Reiki master here as well. And so I'm wondering if when you're doing like Reiki treatments, if kind of the clairvoyance starts to come in with that practice as well. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's I think that's why I was drawn to Reiki. I was when I started this practice ten years ago, um, I had a teacher or I had, still have a teacher, her name is Joy, and she's my Reiki master and um she does clairvoyant readings and I, I went to her just to get some clarity on life and she kept talking about, you need healing, you need to clear blockages. And I didn't know what Reiki was. Um, but when she trained me and I finally understood um, how these channels work and blockages, attachments work. Um, yeah, when I started working on myself and clients, I would definitely get visions by placing my hands on top of their energy. Um, I just, that's just the way I do it. And I'm starting to realize a lot of healers who are Reiki trained, um, do the same thing and they didn't even realize they're clairvoyant. It's just, they're so open that spirit will kind of just squeeze their way in any way possible to give us some sort of image or inkling of the message they're trying to pass along. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely intertwine. Yes. And it would make sense because, you know, there's a lot of time when you're, when you're doing Reiki, you know, there's a lot of stillness. There's a, you know, and like you're saying, you're, you're channeling that energy because Reiki, the energy channels through you, right. You know, it's not like, (laughs) like like you have the lightning hands, you know, (laughs) Um, it's all coming through. So I would assume that along the way, you know, maybe some of that other uh, funneled in, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I have a good friend of mine, my spiritual gal pal, Kiki Matoba. If you're out there, mm. Kiki, listening. What's up? Um, she's the one who got me, and she's a Reiki master now. She lives up in LA. Um, and so when she was first trying out, uh, you know, she would practice on me and our friends yes. and stuff like that. And she would always, yeah, she would she kind of give me senses um, of what she was feeling or maybe even heat-based or like right. something that would come to her and it was just all based on that motion and just her being open. And then, and then it would surprise me because sometimes we'd have like some of the same things happening on either end. Like I was receiving it, she was getting it as well. And then we kind of met in our after talk of it all, you know? Absolutely. And so, yeah, I've always found Reiki very, um, fascinating and a very useful tool because that is real. Like it really is. It is so real. Yeah. You go into someone's energy. I mean, if you think about it, energy is the foundation of body work, um, getting to know someone. You can read someone just by feeling their energy. Um, If you go into, I don't know, say like a funeral and you don't even know the person who's passed, but you could feel the sadness in the room, right? Or you go to a party and you could feel the joy. I mean, it's just a natural thing that we're all surrounded by energy. We are energy. Um, So, if you learn more about it, whether you become a Reiki teacher or master or just understand what it is, um, that too can help you navigate. We have all these cool tools accessible to us. And I just preach or tell people, learn as much as you can. This is why we're here anyway, to learn and just to share, really. Yeah. And I think that's why originally uh, when I came up with the idea of energetic principles, you know, back in like 2012, like that was kind of the idea. The name came to me and I was like, it was perfect because it just, it was an umbrella. Everything fit under it. Anything, yep. <laughs> energy, you know, like I could talk about anything and it would, you know, tap into that because mm-hmm. essentially we're all just, you know, these vibrating, buzzing, you know, like energetic beings that are yes. you know, 
connecting with other people. Even if we're like us connecting through a, a computer right now, I still yes. feel you. Like, Absolutely. you know, like when you're saying certain things, like my body lights up listening to it, you know, that's, that's energy transferring along. And, uh, you know, even Reiki could be like that, right? Cause there's remote healings, right? Yes. Yes. And so work on people, you know, I even tell people what is distance healing? People have question about Reiki because Reiki is energy healing, right? And in person, it makes sense. But how can you touch someone so far? And I always say, you know, whenever your friend texts you who lives in Florida and they're saying, um, send me love, I'm about to go into a test. And you text them and say, thinking of you, you're sending energy their way and they can feel that. Or a lot of people will tell me when I'm explaining what energy is or Reiki, I'll say, do you ever have like just a, a thought about someone and you, you think of them and you miss them and then all of a sudden you they call you that day? It's because there's an energy field that's so big and uh, we can attach to people easily just by thought. So distance healing has its place definitely in this world. Which begs to bring up when we think we're thinking things that are not that great yeah. <laughs> or if yeah. we're angry with the situation or, you know, whatever, you know, that yeah. still transfers as well, which I absolutely <laughs> have come to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, so yeah, if you're, so if you're stewing inside or you're wishing someone uh, unwell or harm, you know, like it really doesn't stay inside of you. That nope. is out for the world to see and to feel and to take in. Yes. Um, so <laughs> just a little word to the wise, the more you know. Uh, Learn how to protect yourself, everyone. Yes. yes. And so, you know, and it's not to be scared of it because we all have those thoughts. We all get caught in some anger or get frustrated with other people or situation. Um, so, but it is good to know just how powerful that can be can be absolutely everything is a thought so if you if you understand that energy is powerful then you want to keep your thoughts very positive because you can i believe you can manifest anything so if you keep saying i'm sick i'm sick guess what you're going to be more sick or if you say i'm healthy you're going to be healthy your your body believes your mind first and then you speak it and then it becomes your energy your reality so i don't know it's just it's to me it's fact almost yeah no i feel you because that's a certain point you watch it transpire so many times yes. you see it's like that's the thing i was talking about this other day with someone i can't remember who but <laughs> we were talking about like kind of the scientific method and how kind of science can debunk a lot of this stuff or tries to because they can't put that tangible measure on something yes. but at the same time people like myself and melanie are constantly doing the tangible measure by our own experiences and at some yes. point that experiential uh, knowledge has to count for something right yep so. Absolutely. It shows itself. Definitely. Validation after validation. And, you know, sometimes I'll go into session thinking, what do I do like for a living? Yeah. And then the moment I'm done with my, my sessions for the day or training or big training, whatever it is, it's, by the end of that spirit has validated me over and over. And it's like, okay, this is why I do this. Because it's real. <laughs> it's right. It is real. It's real. And all of us know it, you know, when you come in contact with it, you know it. And that's why. Absolutely. Yeah, can't deny, can't you can't deny. deny, you know, because, you know, especially with astrology, you're always going to get that. I have a few people that have come up to me in my time and be like, mm -hmm. I know about Leah Bennett. And blah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah. Blah. And just have this like this strong conviction about uh, astrology. And I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Have you yeah. extensively studied and like stayed with yeah. this for a long time to be able to, you know, really formulate that belief off of something that is, you know, real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like a kind of catch twenty two that's going on with the absolutely. You know, like so I laugh it off these days. But when I I've gotten heated before, I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, just let, it, let them let be. them not know what they're talking about. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Choose your battles, right? Right. Choose those battles. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> now that we are, so we're entering Virgo season at this time of year, which is going to be great for a Virgo rising like yourself. It's almost like the time of year when you get kind of reborn with this, you know, kind of personal oh, thank God. <laughs> and vibe. Yeah. Leo season will not be the best for you because it's, it's oh. a lot of kind of, um, lower energy, you know, like the having to release things and work through unconscious blocks right. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you're going to be stepping into that, you know, a little more that Virgo. Mm. Um, so we want to know about that practical Virgo energy. Cause I figured, you know, you might have some tips for people to kind of help because Virgo is all about 
um, not all about, but it is about purifying and, mm. um, you know, kind of cle- cleansing out what is around us um, and the body. Because if we think about Virgo, we think about the virgin, you know, there's a virgin yes. to it. Yeah. Um, and so do you have any like tips for people to kind of clear or purify the energy or their energy or just simple things that others can do um, on their own type of thing? Absolutely. Like trimming the fat, right? Um, Let's see. I do so many different things. My most favorite thing I would say is at the end of the day, I always go into my bathtub and I take a bath. Um, I'll use Epsom salts and sea salt and I'll have layers of crystals that speak to me. um, And I'll just sit there and then I'll watch when I'm done with my bath, I'll watch it flow down the drain to release any extra energy that no longer serves me. Um, I'll light candles and say I don't have time for a bath, right? I'll light a white candle and I'll do a prayer of what I want to, re- to release today and what I want to replace it with. Whether it's um, I release feeling tired and I replace it with energy. Whatever it is, I, I put my wishes into that flame and then I blow it out. Um, and then of course, getting Reiki done is essential. Uh, it's something I do every day on myself and clients. And it's, um, it's you staying conscious with any blockages or attachments that have come to you into your energy and you realizing that you don't need it anymore. So when you give it back to sender or you give that attachment to the light, you literally physically feel lighter and which means no blockages equals clarity, right? You can now navigate easily on the freeway you're on the journey you're on, or if you're trying to merge off a freeway that doesn't feel good to you, getting Reiki done or getting a bath done or uh, releasing something with just your words keep you clean from anything that doesn't serve you anything negative i mean the list goes on yeah (laughs) walking right just walking staring at the sky taking a moment Um, all that is active meditation movement and then of course the very last one is meditation being in stillness just listening breathing and getting cues from spirit Mm. I'm like, I think I just went in meditation as you were talking about this. I'm like, just listening to her, like, oh, yes, <laughs> I feel good just listening to her. Oh, well, I love the, I love the bath suggestion, especially yeah. for a full moon in Pisces. Um, you know, if we're talking, we're trying to tap into that water vibe. Yeah. Um, and like you, I love what you said too about letting the water go down the drain at that point because it is a form of release. And and yeah. Pisces energy definitely has that kind of release. Uh, vibe because it's mutable energy. It's about transition. It's moving from one state to another. And so that's the kind of nice thing about this upcoming full moon is that we actually have an opportunity to release a lot of things and kind of like transition um, our emotional states into a a better vibe. Um, And I I do have to laugh as you're like, the first thing you say is the bath. And of course I have a, I have a, a significant other who is a Virgo. And what does he do every day when he gets home from work? Yeah. Right yeah. in that bath. My goodness. It's like clockwork. It is the best thing ever. It's like your time, right? You can't answer the phone. Just sit there. It's, yes. it's healing. It is. It is. And I should definitely take a cue from both of you. Uh, (laughs) That spirit saying something to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I, even when I think about when I was a kid, um, I used to go swimming every day. Like there was not a day you did not find me in the pool. Of course I don't have access to a pool like I did younger. Um, but I, you know, some, from time to time, I think about how that experience, uh, is no longer in my life and how important it was at some point to me, you know, um, and ever, whenever I'm in water, I just feel, you know, joy felt full. Like it's yeah. just, I mean, we're both cancers, right? We get yeah. it. We get it. We get it. Yes. And I'm a Scorpio rising too. So I'm like, oh, get me, get me in there. You need um, to make a pool in your backyard. I know. That's, well, I'm, I'm eventually trying to, I've been working on my own manifestation tools, yes. on a, 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 some, a home of some sort um, here yes, eventually. And it would be nice to have, it would be nice to have a pool or a hot tub. I can get down with a hot tub too. will take a ball. Thank you, spirit. Yes, thank you. Yes, they co- they usually come in pairs, right? <laughs> yep, one for the other. Um, so yes, I'll keep that keep that in mind. Uh, so now, 
I know that you have a lot of things that you do here in San Diego <laughs> and, you know, places that you operate out of. Um, so I want you to tell the people, A, where they can find Melanie and, and just, you know, what you got going on because you're very involved in the community. Um, and yeah. so a San Diegan should know. <laughs> yeah, born and raised in San Diego. I want to touch everyone as much as I can. Um, I have my private practice in Claremont area um, where I do Reiki sessions and readings um and one-on-one trainings and then when they're not one-on-one trainings when they're group trainings um there's a place called sojourn healing collective in bankers hill and i utilize that space for um, trainings and small community events um and yoga all of the above so you can find me in two locations or via zoom or on facetime right <laughs> again the remote healing can happen via all this electronic set we have now it's so amazing how there's no really no excuse to connect (laughs) yeah right no it can happen any way shape or form like that's what technology brings us so we might as well take advantage of it um and you know give give it a go um so now where do you have websites for those things and oh yeah yeah or instagrams and stuff like that (laughs) yeah um my website is reikiroomsandiego.com and you'll find all the events there and, the, and then the links to the social media pages, the Facebook and Instagram, just to stay updated. But um, uh, this Sunday, actually, I'm going to be per, uh, participating in Yoga After Dark, which is at um, Horton Plaza Park, where there's this big yoga event going on. And then on the sides of it, there's a, a vendor booth called um, Chakra Station with a few different Reiki teachers in San Diego who will be offering Reiki to the the yogis wanting to flow. So uh, there's always an event going on. So come out, come see us. Yes. Check it out. And all those uh, links that she said, just said to, I'll have them all on my blog page. So you can reach out to Melanie and get connected there Um, because you always have things going on. Like, I mean, it's, I regretfully have not been to any because it'll happen one day. It will. (laughs) will Whenever you feel called. Yeah, I know this cancer homebody. Yeah, same. I understand. Uh, <laughs> it's true. The stereotypes are true, people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but I always look at them and they just look. And I and there's always such great feedback too because I'll have either friends that go or the event pages themselves just be like, are like, oh my god, it was such a great time, yeah. or I just feel so cleared, or like, it, you know. And then I think Toby, um, yeah, Toby so- had something. Because you were, did you, uh, okay, let me get this out of my mouth. Because uh, <laughs> Toby was on a few episodes ago yeah. and I just loved her. Um, and I believe, did you teach her or were you part oh, of yeah. um, I trained her in Reiki and we're, she's going to become a Reiki master um, in a few weeks actually here at Reiki Room. Um, but I mean, she's been doing her own personal work for 20 years. Um, and the podcast with you guys about emotional intelligence, I mean, she knows what she's doing because you know why she's been through it. She lived it. So when you meet healers, you can feel them because I don't know, there's a certain compassion we all hold because we've been there. So yeah, massive respect to Toby. She does the work and she shares um, really generously with her words. She's amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. She definitely, she touched me as well. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you, if you haven't heard that episode, go back and listen to yeah. it. Her stories, like it's, it's timeless. You don't, it's not, you can go back at any time and listen to it and her words and her delivery. And yeah, she just yes. awesome. A nice Sagittarius Pisces mix. So she has that Pisces. Oh, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. That's why I love what she said on the podcast. I think she was saying, she's like, I'm either too much or not enough. Yeah. And that, you know, that speaks to Sagittarius energy just in general, because it, it is, it's a very enthusiastic, outgoing energy, but what can happen sometimes with Sagittarius is there can be a self-confidence issue or like, mm-hmm. you know, so that's, you know, it, it was perfect. And I loved her words. So of course you guys would know each other. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. And see her for Reiki too. She'll be at Sojourn where I do my group training. She's has more workshops to come and um, she'll be um, participating in the event called Reiki hour where we're offering Reiki after work time, you know, just kind of like happy hour, but instead of alcohol, it's Reiki infused. So uh, she'll be showing up a lot soon too. 
Uh, that seems like a much better Pisces alternative because Pisces yes, yeah. can Pisces can be known to throw them back because there's like kind of like an escape uh, energy that can come with Pisces sometimes where it's like oh I'll just have a few drinks it'll get yeah. out of my mind mm-hmm. but why not have some nice you know stretches or or how you mm-hmm. know connect with the meditation with the energy and stuff like that and yeah. so that really comes down to the choices that we make right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> every day well, a little of both is probably okay too. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> balance and moderation, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it, wonderful. So if you want to connect with Melanie, we're going to be looking at that Reiki room, San Diego and through the Sojourn healing collective for which I will have links on uh, my page. Um, and so where is my page? Where can you find me? Well, you can find me at energeticprinciples.com uh, and on Facebook and Instagram at energetic principles. Um, and you can also uh, probably heard me speak of my Patreon subscription for tarot and the moon horoscopes and stuff like that. So if you want to check that out, that's at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Um, and if you like what you hear today, you know, me and Melanie just talking about, you know, all these crazy, you know, energy with clairvoyance, which is fascinating to me, you know, tell a friend or telepathically tell a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Energetically tell somebody. Energetically tell someone, they'll get the message Um, (laughs) and, you know, help spread the good word so that people know, uh, you know, I'm doing this uh, and like people like Melanie are out there and we're just trying to, you know, share what it is we know. Um, That's how you got to do it. Um, And if you feel so inclined uh, to say some nice things about me, I would love a review on iTunes because it helps me get out there more to the public um, and help spread the good word. Uh, So once again, Melanie, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. You're so fun. Oh, you're fun. You'll be a person too. Yes. Yes. I know. We're we're doing our own. Yes. We will energetically, you know, (laughs) until then. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much again. Um, All right. Well, and thank you everyone for tuning in as well. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, may the stars be with you. Mm -hmm.